What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? My name is Brady McGrath, and I'm here with my partner, Cam Garrity, and welcome to 40 Yard Dads. How are you feeling today, Cam? Pretty fat. Feeling fat, folks. Uh, so just to start off, we're not dads, nope. but we are dads. So take that in whatever cup of tea you want, but we're going to roll with it. Or coffee, if you like coffee. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Well, the, what, do we, what do we got today? What, so, are we, what are we doing? Let, let's explain to everybody what this podcast is, why we started. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, obviously, we're doing this in a live setting. Why did we want to start this? What is the reason behind this? I feel like we really love arguing sports and we really love talking sports. And just the ability of us living uh, 15 feet away from each other in the same house kind of evens everything out in that way. Uh, I feel like we can always have a productive conversation and we're both fathers in a way. So Yeah, we're the dads of the house, if yeah. you guys couldn't tell. Dad bods, dad vibes, um, we control everything. You know, all you need to give us right now is a lazy boy and a nice beer in our hand and this this is like you're sitting in the living room with us. Yeah, I feel I, like I feel like someone's gonna get I feel like someone in the house is gonna get super amped up about us controlling everything, but we do, but we do, we do, we do, we do. They, we, they we run the world. They, they don't think we do, but <laughs> you see how my chair is creaking. I'm sorry, guys. I've told you I'm fat, you know, so breaking up folks, <laughs> so, breaking the chair. I don't, I don't, don't want to do it. But. So just to start off, you know, we really want to just uh, say that we are a Boston based podcast. You know, we yeah. love our Boston teams, but we definitely have our likes and desires for our other teams. Like, Oh, I'm a boy. huge Chargers fan, and yes, I know are. that they're never going to make it, and sooner or later, <laughs> Philip Rivers is going to retire, and and then we're going to fall apart because Tyrod Taylor is our backup quarterback. But other than that, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, <clears throat> I like like I said, we're a Boston-based um, podcast, but we love talking about sports in general. Um, so, you know, we're going to get off topic sometimes and talk mostly about our teams and those are the Boston teams. Cause that's what we're most passionate about, but we love sports as a whole. So we're going to go in that direction. Like for me, Brady mentioned his, a fandom of the chargers for me, um, the teams that I'm, I'm the fan of in every other sport, um, for NFL it's the Browns. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan, huge Browns fan. I might be a bandwagon. I don't give a crap because my favorite team is the best team of all time. So I can pick who I want as my second team. Um, for the NBA, I'm going to have to go with the Raptors and that's before the championship. It sounds like a bandwagon, but I loved them when they had DeMar DeRozan in his rookie year. He's been my favorite player. Like he's out unreal on that team. Terrence Ross. Like I just loved Terrence those two. Ross. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. The and hammer. then baseball, for those of you that are Red Sox fans might hate me, but my second favorite team is the Blue Jays. Um, I just, when I was a young kid, I just loved their uniforms, oh, and I was just Joey like, Bass. all right, you know what? Joey Bautista follows me on Twitter just like he follows 400,000 other people, so I guess I'm going to like the Blue Jays. And then for hockey is the Avs. Huge Avs fan. My dad loved Ray Bork growing up, um, loved Ray Bork on the Avs, had his jerseys, had all of his things, so I just kind of fell in love with the Avs as a second favorite team, have his old all-star jerseys. Um, everything from that time. I just love the Avs. What McKinnon is doing right now is unreal. Um, my team in there. So I'm, we're, we're going to talk about other things. Like I said, it's not just going to be, you know, the Boston teams. Um, it's going to be probably 95% Boston teams just because that's the way it's going to work. But for the most part, we're going to keep it there. And, you know, you guys can actually send in questions, which we'll be adding in uh, some point in the show that you guys will know how to do. Um Bear with us. We're using a new platform, so we're kind of figuring this out. But uh, you guys will be able to send in questions and stuff like that. So if you do want to talk about a specific thing on your team, we have more than enough knowledge and experience with all kinds of sports um, and everything in there that will most likely be able to answer or talk about your team or your sport or your moment. So. Except for the MLL. Major League Lacrosse yeah. is absolutely nothing. And if you're a fan of the MLL, I'm sorry that you're a fan of an absolute disappointment. I'd, I'd rather talk about cricket. Yeah, we'll probably find a way to do that. We, we might. We we'll, that's. We'll we're also that segment. We're also degenerate gamblers too. Yeah. Um, so mm. we'll we'll find a way. You know, we'll give you some advice, and uh, we'll sometimes, you know, depending on when we do our show, we'll give you what our bets are for that day. I'm the hole this week, so I don't want to. I'm sad. 
yeah, I'm taking a week off. So I'm, it's weird, but I'm taking a week off, which might be good for me. But um, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of just like the housekeeping of our show, just kind of what's going to be going on, um, going through this again, bear with us because it's our first episode. So we're going to be talking about a number of things, Um, mainly the NBA, the NBA free agency, um, kind of the direction that a lot of teams are going in, um, how this, I mean, because Brady, free agency is done. You know, it is. Oh, yeah. It's over. Um, you know, you know, when Marcus Morris finished signing, like, I know it's not a huge thing, but he was like the last like decent player. And like, it was like, all right, he's gone. Like, he's not a star, but it's like, okay, last like decent player that was going to get a decent, good amount of money is off the books. Did you see, what was it? I think the stat was 40% of the NBA was a free agent this year. Jeez. Oh my God. 40%. So almost half of the entire NBA from bottom bums. The top tier. Like, that's what we're talking about. And all of those guys, all of those bottom bums now play for the Lakers. So, well, they already played for the Lakers before. Exactly, anyway. before anyway. But we'll yeah, probably get into that at some point. But so, <laughs> my thing is, as we're going to go through this, free agency's over. Um, the last big domino, I will say, that's out there is Russell Westbrook and what's going to happen with him. Oh, yeah. There's been talks that he's been linked to the Rockets. There's been talks that he's been linked to the Magic, the Heat, the, heat, the Knicks. But I wanted to talk about this because you brought this up to me, was the potential of him coming to the Celtics. Now, I understand this. Is, we're not going to try to sound like homers, and it's, it's a long shot that this is going to happen. But if the Celtics were to pull this off, do you have the same – reservations that other people might have because of the potential drama that he might bring? Do you think that it might not work with him, Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker and Tatum trying to, and even Cantor trying to get the, their shots that they need to produce? Do you think it's worth giving up Jalen Brown, all those draft picks, maybe someone like a Carson Edwards, they might want someone like that. Do you yeah. think it's worth it? Yeah. I mean, I totally think it's worth it. Mostly for the fact that we got to look at it this way. Russell Westbrook will be going into an environment where he doesn't have to just try to do it all by himself. I don't care what anybody will say. They'll say, oh, but he had Paul George, and oh, he had Steven Adams, and he had this. No, he had, you know, if he comes to the Celtics, he knows that he has weapons there and ready. You have Kemba Walker. I say you move Kemba over to the two. You throw Russell Westbrook on that one. That's going to be one of the best bas- backcourts in all of basketball. And I'll give up anything for that, except for Jason Tatum, of course. Yeah. But And he's played with Ennis Cantor. He's had the link with Ennis Cantor before. You know, the- See, my, my thing is, is there's two spots that I think he's a good fit for. I would love for him to come to Boston if we – if this is the way I look at it, is if OKC didn't trade Paul George, I feel like Danny Angel might be kicking himself a little bit because – if Kawhi Leonard decided before Kemba Walker decided, the Celtics would have Russell Westbrook because of the fact that Danny Ainge would say, why are we going to spend all this money in free agency when I can trade away all of these players for the cap pit like Aaron Baines and renounce Rozier and Morris and all of these guys, mm-hmm. throw in a Jalen Brown, throw in all the draft picks, throw in you know a couple of the guys that they drafted this year maybe, throw in some – like guys like Gershon, guys like that that are just gonna go over to OKC for no reason. Best behind and get, the league. And get get this behind. Oh my god. Best behind the league. It's Gershon Yabuselli. That guy's thick as hell. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, but <laughs> still like I feel like Danny Ainge is kind of kicking himself a little bit. I mean, Kemba Walk is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He is a top five point guard in this league. Um, Russell Westbrook, probably number two. In, in my opinion, I everybody's going to say Harden. I don't consider Harden a point guard, in my opinion. No. He's a shooting guard to me. Um, you know, we can get into that later, who my top five is. But I think Danny Ainge might be kicking himself just a little bit um, because if you think about it in that sense, I love Jalen Brown. I think he's a great player. He's going to be a good player. I just think that his fit on this team, I think he's a good trade chip because him and Jason Tatum, as much as we want them to work together – and with Hayward, it's just not going to work. You know, he's expendable with the things that we have, especially with the people that we've drafted. Definitely over in Indiana, they've definitely tested out Romeo Langford at the two. Carson Edwards went out into his first summer league game, dropped 20 points, and five of them were three-pointers. I've been saying it since the kid was in the tournament this year, and people will hear me when I say it. 
he balled out. I think he had like the most points in a four game span in NCAA yeah. tournament history. He went and off. he played for Purdue. Like this guy is going to be the real deal. And the moment that we got him from that Philly pick, I knew we got the steal of the draft. You know what? People can quote me on it, but he was the absolute steal of the draft. Yeah. And and that's that's my thing with the Celtics. I think people are counting them out. Oh, Kyrie's gone. You know, Al Horford's gone. All right. Al Horford to me was a bigger blow than Kyrie, I think. But in that sense, I think Danny Ainge is a very good general manager. He has found a way time and time again to make a good team that's in contention and be right there on the cusp of making one move to being a stardom team. I think it's got to happen eventually to where the Celtics are not, you know, oh, shit, we're a piece away. You know, because I feel like they're always a piece away, a piece away, a piece away. So I think this year is going to be a huge jump. I think if Kawhi Leonard made his decision day one, got Paul George with him to the Clippers, and then Russell Westbrook was available – I full heartedly believe that the Celtics would have went after Russell rather than Kemba. Kemba would have stayed in Charlotte. Terry probably would have went to another team. Either way. And you would have gotten Russell Westbrook for probably Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, you know, Gershon, a bunch of draft picks, maybe Romeo Langford, someone like that. And then that would have been what you have gotten for that. So the thing is, I kind of went off topic a little bit. I think Russell Westbrook, what I said, the two teams I see a fit for him the most right now is I think either Miami or I think Orlando. I think Orlando, he's going to go to Florida one way or the other. But I think Miami could really use Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, still have Whiteside there. But that's the thing. That's why I don't think he's going to go to Miami. He doesn't like Jimmy Butler. Well, have seen that. And I, and I really think that you've seen Russell Westbrook. You've seen him have his quote-unquote feuds with people in the league so far in the past few years. If he doesn't like somebody, he definitely doesn't like somebody. And that's and that's definitely been apparent. He's definitely gotten into it with Embiid and, yeah. and Simmons. And he will, of course, Durant. Like, they've had their thing. Him and Jimmy Butler, the guy literally tried to fight three people in the 76ers. Like, I just, I just don't think that Miami's the good fit for him for what he has talent-wise. But he, I think, won't go there. I think Orlando is a good. I think Orlando is a good spot too, for the fact that they have a lot of young talent, mm-hmm. and they still have Vucevic, who's old and coming off of his career year. Not, I wouldn't say old. He's that. thirty. He's, he's a vet. vet. He's the perfect. All right, here you go, Russell. Go off like you always do. You got some young players awesome to keep guy. up with you. Vucevic is that Al Horford to the Kyrie that was supposed to happen. In my opinion, that was what was supposed to happen. Al Horford kind of rolled over and just let Kyrie do whatever. Mm-hmm. Al Horford should have taken a lot better control of that locker room. But I think Russell Westbrook is still out there to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I Celtics fans, don't hold your breath. I don't think he's coming here. As much as it would be a great fit, I think Danny Ainge is kind of content. With, yeah. <laughs> I think Danny help. Ainge is, is content, though, with where the roster's at, with the guys he's drafted. <laughs> I think we're in the spot now where Kemba is sort of like Al Horford, where he gave us a chance. He said, you're a young, up-and-coming team. Like We're still going to be in the playoffs no matter what. We have a great coach, good like fans. So Danny. Kemba was like, you know what? I'll come there. I'm going to commit to the Celtics. I'm going to play there. For two years minimum, because he has an option. Brad's crying himself to sleep every night, though, thinking about Kemba kicking them out of the tournament. There's no doubt in my mind he's still going to think about that. It's definitely the first conversation they're going to have. Yeah. Like, hey, remember when I absolutely ruined everything for you and Gordon <laughs> Hayward? Remember that? that was and now you're on the same team. Now you're on the same team. So, I, I don't know. I mean, so I think <laughs> I really think that the Celtics – so, if I have to give them a grade for their draft – and for the free agency, and for the whole offseason as a whole, everything standing as of right now, I give the Celtics an A-. Now, the reason I'm going to ask yours, and then I'm going to go into why I said that. So what, what would be yours? What's your rating? What are you looking at? I mean, like, they definitely, <clears throat> they definitely made a couple of moves that they needed to do. Like, getting Kembo was massive, and, you know, Kid's reaching for snacks, folks. He's getting kind of hungry. Guys, just pretend I'm not here. Um, horrible on camera, you fat mess. Well, we're not on camera. So yeah. <laughs> so, Ooh, 
piece of candy. I think looking at it, you know, with the moves that they made and seeing, you know, getting Kemba was huge, but then they also really, what did they really do for big men? They really didn't go after it. They really didn't take control over what they should have done. Oh, what'd they get? Taco Fall? He's best player. Horrible. You know what, dude? Like, I'm going to say right now, like, the centers they have, like, they got Ennis Cantor. That's great. But Ennis Cantor, you know, can't defend. He can score the ball. He's not good on defense. It's visibly clear he's not good on defense. What do we got here? You have Robert Williams, who hasn't proven himself yet. You have Taco Fall, seven <clears throat> seven, an absolute nobody. Um, one nice. of one of my one of my buddies was telling me we got this random guy from Europe. Yeah, oh, yeah, or, ran- or, or, or Poirier. Oh or yeah, that always works out really well, huh? I mean, I guess we have Daniel Tice. He's not a real center, but I guess he'll play. Huh? Like you know what I mean? Like Daniel Tice has one or two big plays a game. There you go. Mm-hmm. But I gotta give them. I definitely gotta say, like, I'm Great gonna give them like a B plus, because I just wasn't a huge fan of the big man moves. And like, they had a good draft. They got Kemba, but could they have tried to go for somebody better? Maybe, but just one of those things where I'm just wasn't. I'm with them. I'm on board with them, but I'm not fully sold into the system yet. Of course, I'm always gonna be sold in because I'm a Celtics fan, but I'm not fully sold in yet. Like. We'll hopefully, hopefully they'll get together and Kemba will be the team guy and he'll pass the ball everywhere and you know he'll have another career year maybe as a team player. But I, I think now the reason I gave the Celtics an A minus was because of fit, locker room, and the best that they could do at the time. Yeah, they definitely cleared out some big locker room. They got answers. got rid of the locker room guys that they didn't want in there, which is one guy because Al Horford was not that guy. Mm, but wait one second, there's always the big thing that I've been saying for a while. People are always going to talk about, oh, Kyrie was this and Kyrie was this. Kyrie was the cancer of everything. But you have to think about it this way. What about um, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier refusing to play around Kyrie? Kyrie came in and Kyrie was the star. He had to be the star because that's the guy. Kyrie Irving's the household name. If you're Jalen Brown, you're Terry Rozier, and you're the younger guys that want to take over at some point, then take over at some point. Don't refuse to just you know, work yeah. well with somebody. Like it's I not mean, I, all on I agree with that. I think though the my thing is the mentality on the team I think was centered around Kyrie. I think it was centered around those guys being young and Kyrie being an immature leader. Yeah. So I think they you know Kyrie take it. They yeah, so I feel like if you had someone like a, a good strong leader on that team, like LeBron is a good strong leader for most players. I mean everybody knocks him for everything he's done, whatever. He's one of the best players, probably the best player of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And he literally, like, that's something that if Jalen Brown was like, he'd be like, look, I'm better than you. Like, we're going to, like, I need the ball. This is why, this is what's going on. Until the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Until the playoffs. Jalen Brown decided to just ball out and, like, yeah. all season long. But, like, Kyrie, in that sense, was a terrible leader, very immature, and was terrible at communicating. From reports, I wasn't in that freaking locker room. But Spin move, miss Kyrie all day. Yeah. But back to my point was what I'm saying. The reason I give them an A minus is for the sole fact that the Celtics, with their fit, are now back to a college team. And now, what I mean by that is they have Brad Stevens, they have Gordon Hayward, they have Kemba Walker, they have guys like Grant Williams. Marcus Smart. No, and, and, and you laugh when I say that. It's true. But they're guys that are, like, winners, and they're, like, way too nice to be NBA players. And like, Except for Marcus Smart. I yeah. mean, when he punched that guy, that was yeah. awesome. But that was that's why we drafted him, because he's a winner. awesome. Yeah, but that's, player, that's literally what, like, the Celtics are right now, is they're just a bunch of, like, guys from that, like, play on a college team like that's that's what it is the guy the kids they drafted the kids they drafted are all just super nice kids they're like just great people like from their interviews well-spoken smart it's like and like no offense to nba players but like most like eight times out of ten when people get drafted in the nba there's a lot of you know ignorance ignorance they're ready ready to be the best and they're gonna fight for the best right and they're like i'm already good like i went to a year at duke like i'm not saying zion but like most people go to duke or kansas or kentucky and i feel but that's like a lot of i feel like that's a lot of boston sports though i feel like there's not a lot of like nonsense except of course the bruins and marshawn but it's well deserved It's because of the fans i think the fans don't put up with it if you're not producing so if you're for example if you're brad marshawn 
right? He produces. He puts up 30 a year, right, around that, 25, until 30, until the playoffs, but whatever. Marshawn, like, that, you put up with that, right? On the Patriots, you don't see it anywhere. That's why they win because that's how it happens. And when players do that, they usually are not playing in those big games. Why we didn't draft Greedy Williams. Right, exactly. They won. And in, in Boston, right? It folded in our face because who was the point guard before Kyrie? Isaiah Thomas. Super well-liked, well-spoken, like loved in Boston. The Celtics, when they won their championship, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, loved, right? Great guys. They weren't like in your face, like I'm better. Like they just spoke. KG was, but it's because he had his, he had the bark to his bite. He's always been that guy. He's always been better than you. Like yeah, he's, and he's just that's who he is, but he was very well-spoken and, like, professional and, like, wasn't ignorant, like, after games or before games. Yeah, people wouldn't block the shot after the whistle if it wasn't for Kevin Garnett. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, literally. How many and people you see do that? It happens KG. all the time. And then the thing I think I see that is you have Ennis Cantor, right? Same guy. Like, like an Aaron Baines type, like, oh, I love Boston. Yeah, I want yeah, to be yeah, here forever. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. The like Turkish I, God. And like, I just, I just want to be here forever. Like, all of those guys, like, are on this team now. Like, Terry, I love them. But he was starting to get that little bite in him. He's like, yeah, like, I'm good. Like, I need a spot. Like, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Have fun so, with Jeremy Lamb over in yeah. Charlotte. You guys are going to do great. Oh, but, Frank Kaminsky. Remember that guy? Oh, Jesus. But, yeah. So, that's, that's like, the Celtics got rid of. Those kind of guys built their team around guys like Kemba, guys like Jason Tatum, guys like Gordon Hayward, guys like Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Like, mm. even though they don't have the talent necessarily, they have the potential. They to have, have the, the talent. They have the potential to have the talent, and they also, on top of that, on top of having the potential to have the talent, they have the potential to be a good team. Like when Isaiah Thomas was here, mm-hmm. and when the Celtics were winning without Kyrie. And they were getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were a team, yeah. and I think that that's how Brad Stevens' style is of a coach. He doesn't. He didn't like having <clears throat> the guy in Kyrie being like, "I'm better than the coach." Because in the NBA, it's "I'm better than the coach." I'm the team's GM. I'm the team's mm-hmm. coach. If you're the best player, that's just how it is in the NBA. You yeah. don't see it in any other sport. But when you're the best player on that team, nine times out of ten, it's your team, and like whatever you want is how they build the team. The, I feel like Brad Stevens is not a coach set for that. He's he'll take talent, obviously. He knows how to work with talent, but you have to be somebody like a Kemba, like a Jason Tatum, like a fucking mm-hmm. Al Horford, guys that are ready to buy into the team. Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice. Marcus. Daniel Tice is easily, without a doubt, low-key one of my favorite players on the Celtics. Mostly for his Instagram game. Oh my god! Whoever is listening to this right now, even if it might be five of you, do yourself a favor and just look at his follow Daniel Tice. Like he is the most tourist, like professional sports player I've ever seen. Like I love Boston. Look at city so beautiful. So beautiful. Look at the city, and then he puts it all in German so everybody else can read it. It's great. But I feel I feel like we've been talking a lot about the Celtics. I think we should move on into more like the free agency aspect. Yeah, of the because things that have been going on, like you know, like there's definitely there's definitely been a lot of winners and losers. Yeah. And what is who is your? Let me ask you this. We're gonna ask you guys below too. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter or something after. We'll have all that at yeah, the end. Well, we're we're gonna figure all this out, and when it's posted, we're gonna start everything up. We're gonna start the social media. We're gonna get the people rolling. We're gonna yeah. get it in. We don't so, pay for followers because we know what's going on. We're we're popular, maybe. Maybe. So here's my question for everybody listening, but for you, Brady, I want your biggest winner team, biggest loser team, biggest winner player, biggest loser player, and the biggest shock, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think I definitely think I think my biggest you know my biggest win to say of this entire free agency is without a shout out of doubt the pelicans they got an absolute young haul for anthony davis anthony davis is gonna is gonna be that top five guy top 10 guy but what they got in zion too yeah and zion what they got out of all those young players and being able to draft zion it's going to help them out not just for 
not just for now, but for the years to come. Because if those guys buy into the system, then like if those guys just buy into the system, then what's going to happen is you're going to see you're going to see these guys want to go for championship runs. And you know, it's going to happen eventually. They're going to go for it. And now if we're going to go to my biggest loser, everybody's going to tell me I'm going to sound like an absolute psychopath, but it's the Lakers. The Lakers lost. I don't care if they got Anthony Davis. I don't care whoever they signed. They signed Boogie, you know, they signed Boogie to the one-year deal. Oh, Boogie wanted the max, but nobody wanted Boogie. So now he went to the Lakers. They, you know, Anthony Davis goes there. They lost everybody, whatever. The, the only piece they had left was Kuzma and LeBron. Oh, they re-signed Rondo. Rondo's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Oh, Quinn Cooks. Yeah, that's going to be your three-point guy. Oh, JaVale McGee. And Danny Green. Oh, yeah, Danny Green. Goof. Absolute <laughs> goofball. He wanted to follow Kawhi wherever the hell he wanted to go, and that's all he wanted. Uh, let me think. What was the next? What was the other things? It was the the best player move, the worst player move, and then the biggest shock. I think the best player move possibly is probably Kawhi. He went into – he's going into a system right now with some young players and with some defensive players that know how to get it done. Patrick Beverly, Lou Will, Larry Schumette was a three-point god last year. You have Montrez Harrell. They lost Danilo Gallinari, but to the Paul George trade. Like, they made some moves that were important. I think I, – I really – I think the worst player move that I can think of, I personally think it's going to be Clay. I feel like Clay signing that five-year deal, staying – with the Warriors, I feel like the Warriors could fall apart. He got the most apart. money, but he got the most money. But I feel like very sooner or later, the Warriors are going to fall apart. The thing we've been talking about and waiting for, it's going to happen eventually. So there's that. But I think the biggest shock, the biggest shock of this entire free agency, <laughs> there's two of them. It's it's the people just wanted to throw around their money just to throw around their money. Because if you're gonna tell me that Chris Harrison Middleton. Barnes. No, no, no. If you're going to tell me that Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris are worth four years, $141 million, you're on crack. You are cracked out of your skull. Chris Middleton got the largest contract in Milwaukee Bucks history. Where was he? Like, where was he? Like, he, oh, yeah, you smoked the, you smoked the Celtics. Where did he go? Disappeared. Like, like what, do you, what, is, what, what is Giannis going to get? What are they going to give him? Oh, I don't even want to know. If Chris Middleton's going to get four years, $141 million, they're going to pull the 200. moon out of the sky. They're going to pull the moon out of the sky for Jonas. They, they can't do that. No, I, I get that. So for me, I would say, um, just wrapping up quickly because we're going to go to a quick little uh, little break kind of segment. Um, not really commercials, but we created our own commercials, so we hope you enjoy them. They'll be pretty funny. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. Probably not. Um, <laughs> we're going to get to that. Uh, really quickly. So I'm going to give you my – I'm going to skip the teams that won. I'm actually going to do the players. Um, and then – you know what? I'm going to do best fit, worst fit, and the biggest shock. So for me, the best fit, I think, uh, team-wise, that just was like a good signing is – I don't think it was Kawhi for you. I think it was Kemba with the Celtics, and I sound like a homer for saying that, but I think it's a good system. He has a chance to go into the playoffs and – Hey, maybe he steps up a notch. He's never been there. He's never really been able to show what's going on. Um, so I think that's the best thing. I think the the worst fit, as bad as this is, is Derek Rose. I think he could have stayed with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think he could have went to the Lakers. I think it's just – That's something weird. He went to the yeah. distance to die. And then lastly, my biggest shock um, that I was really, really surprised – was not more or less of a signing, but was how much – well, it was a signing, but it was how much Harrison Barnes is getting. <laughs> like, to stay at Sacramento, what the f- are you doing? You signed oh, Harrison Barnes. Like, he's not bad, but he came off one of the hardest contracts to trade. One of them – they were grossly overpaying him Highway already. Robbery. And then he got another shitty contract. Like, Highway the, who is this guy's agent? Like, seriously, I need to know because it's amazing. But, all right. We're going to go take this break, enjoy our little commercials, our stupid-ass commercials. We hope you enjoy it. 
We'll be right back after these messages from your sponsors. Thanks, guys. That See you then. Just us. Yeah. We are just, the sponsors. We are the sponsors. As of right now. All right. Well, we'll see you on the flip side, motherfucker. Have you ever wanted to feel like the coolest dad at the barbecue? Mark showing you up with his kick, kiss the cook apron. John coming in hot with his all ground beef burgers. And what do you have to show? Are you just going to sit down and die? Are you going to toss on your air monarchs and be the grill master everyone wants and deserves? Tell John he's flipping too fast. Kiss that kiss the cook apron goodbye because you're the one they came to see, baby. Be the dad they know and love. Fly, fly with Air Monarchs. And we're back, folks. You know, I feel like we just dove a lot into the NBA realm. Yeah, we definitely talked enough about that. The next best thing, which we're super excited oh for. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. 59 days remaining Fun until fact. this happens. Uh, Fun they, fact, what? So today the NFL posted a – It's football cast, by the way. The NFL posted a video on their Instagram today. Of it was basically like the caption it was like the Tom Brady Julian Edelman connections unreal. Not a lot of people realized that it was a 59 yard touchdown, 59 days away from the season. I think I just I need to go change my underwear. I'm Guys, so um, for those that are listening, um, I'm currently eating a ring pop right now. So I just thought I would say that. Um, if you hear me sucking on things, it's not me sucking on Brady. I wish he was. It that's usually when we're off air. Um, I wish he was. Yeah. So, NFL. Um, this is, I feel like one of the most open um, Super Bowl chances in a while. I think because the Patriots are still there, but I feel like so many teams got good, and not a lot of teams are like have any glaring holes. I feel like the talent is pretty spread out right now. I feel like it's kind of anyone's championship. I mean, I feel like the Patriots are still going to be. Yeah, you want to know who got better, though? Who? The New England Patriots. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who the Patriots are. It's six rings, not a big deal. Other than that, you know, it's. I I have to disagree where I feel like it's so open. (laughs) Oh, he's coughing everywhere. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? But literally, the Patriots are the guys. Like, they added some talent. Added some serious talent. Dontrell Inman, Nikhil Harry. Oh, I have a frog in my throat. This is horrible. That's why you don't eat frog. <laughs> okay, he's he's doing no, I'm back. I'm right. back. I'm back. Dontrell Inman, Nikhil Harry. They still have Julian Edelman. Um, Maurice Harris. They took him over from Washington. I'm going to tell you right now. He's a great wide receiver. He ran around as their two and there's two and one back and forth all year long. They have so much potential, especially back in the defense, drafting Chase Winovich, getting Jamie Collins back. You know, that defense is going to just bolster itself. J.C. Jackson was one of the most efficient players in the D backfield all last season, and he was an undrafted free agent. Bill knows how to find them. And I think Tom is just hitting – he hasn't plateaued yet. I don't understand. I don't get it. Everybody's saying Tom is done. I was looking at fantasy football rankings earlier, and they have him ranked. I'm looking at ESPN has Tom Brady ranked at the number 21 fantasy football quarterback. Let's notable people in front of him: Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Josh Allen, yikes. Lamar Jackson, yikes, Dak Prescott, yikes. Um, you know that guy who only has Mike? Uh, yeah, the guy who only has Mike. Well, yeah, they have James Winston. Number 14, Kyler Murray at number 10. The only reason why I can see Great. that is because he can run. I can't wait till he break his knees. Like, what, are they, what, what do you think this is? Like, how are you just going to disrespect the greatest player of all time like that? Like, Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo is right below him, and then the- Derek Carr's at 23. Like, you're going to put Tom Brady in the same story as Derek Carr? The only reason, the only thing I would side with that is the fact that Tom Brady has always statistically not been a great fantasy quarterback. The thing with Tom Brady is when the Patriots win, if you have Tom Brady, you're going to get 50 points. If the Patriots lose, which they don't do often during the season, you're going to get 15 points. Mm. The thing with Tom Brady is he's not a fa- he's not a great fantasy f- football quarterback. You know, he's going to give you two, maybe three touchdowns. I think the Patriots are very spread out with their offense now. I think they've got Sony Michelle's a great running back. Like they're a very balanced team. He doesn't have Gronk anymore. 
His numbers are going to be down a little they were bit. Privately working out today, UCLA I know. facility. I, I saw that. I, I mean, I saw an article the other Gronk, day. Gronk, please come back. I'll love you forever. I saw something that he was hinting at coming back the other day. So, I don't really know. Um, just a side note: Vlad Guerrero um, won the triple overtime swing off versus Jock Peterson, um, forty to thirty nine. Jock was almost my guy. I almost put money on Jock. I almost <laughs> put money on Jock. Jock was that five seed, and I saw him standing there, and I was like, you know what? That guy's been hitting. Yeah, um, I mean, that was freaking something else. Vlagaro's 20 years old. You know, not a big deal. Let's go. Let's get back to the football side yeah, of things. I just Congrats got Vlad. Um, but, you know, I just think there, there's definitely a lot of potential for the NFL to definitely open up. Besides things on the AFC side, like you have to think about it this way. Like I'm a Chargers guy. Watching what the Patriots did to the Chargers in that oh, in that game in that divisional round was so painful. But it's also such a testament to just what that team was. You know, the Chargers were a great team all year long. They had the ability, even when Melvin Gordon went down, like he always does. <laughs> They still had Austin Eckler, and he went down, and Justin Jackson stepped right in and ran the field. You know what I mean? The Patriots come out and just drop 41 on your head. Like, that's what they're going to do. And I feel like they're going to do that all next year. The Chiefs didn't get any better. Mm-mm. They like, got worse. Exactly. Like, you're looking at the other side of things. And another side note about the Chiefs. Rolando, I hope you're listening to this. My friend Rolando made a bet with me that the Raiders were going to win the division with the Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers all there. That bet was a $500 bet. It's valid, and I am promising you I will be collecting my money in October. <clears throat> you're not going to win. All right, there we go. Back to it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Ro. I'm going to make sure you listen, buddy. I'm ready for it. <laughs> so, I'm going to be chewing on this ring pop right here. Oh. My thing with the NFL season this year, the reason I say it's spread out with talent-wise, the Browns got better. The Giants moved laterally, I think, with that move. I don't think they got worse, to be honest. Um, Patriots retooled with Nikhil Harry. I think a lot of teams – the only team that scares me in the AFC East right now – is the Browns no, the and, and the AFC in general, not, yeah. and the AFC in general. Nobody in the AFC, no one in the AFC scared has scares me. As ever. long as Thomas Brady is throwing the football, screw it. As long as you know, Danny Etling can throw the football, and I'm never worried. The guy's a bum. Jared Stidham, oh, man. Oh, I'm so excited. He's a handsome man. Absolute handsome quarterback. We I think the Patriots just love drafting handsome we quarterbacks. We only draft handsome quarterbacks. Ryan Mallett was ugly, though. Kevin kind of. It was kind of after – Ryan Mallett, where he decided like the rest of the draft quarterbacks have to be handsome, and that's just where it goes from yeah. there. And they realized Matt Castle was kind of handsome at the beginning of his career. Hey, now he's ugly. I still do. Uh, all right. <laughs> Continue with the Browns. Anyway, <laughs> so the Browns. <laughs> um, man, Baker is going to be something. I just, I know, and I had him in fantasy this year. I picked him. In the 11th round, we did a keeper league with 14 people. I knew it was a little early to pick him because he was projected like 14th, 15th round in our league. I was raring for him. I had him on the board. Everybody had him like that time. I picked him as soon as the keeper league round was available. And I said, you know what? This is my keeper next year because if he doesn't start this year, he's going to start next year and this is his team. I was you two know what? picks away from getting Baker Mayfield. And he started, and he didn't play too bad. Like, his didn't do well stats-wise, but he had nobody around him. He has OBJ now. He still has, um, what's his face? Still got juice. Still he got still got juice. He still, and he now has. <laughs> Cream Hunt comes back week eight. He still has Nick Chubb. Like, that is not a bad team. And, like. They're not built for the playoffs, though. They're not. They're not. But I think in I fantasy, think if I'm giving you, if you're going to pick a quarterback in fantasy, my two 
uh, quarterbacks for advice, depending on a high pick and a low pick. If you're going to have a low pick, like third, fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth round, get Baker. If you're going to go for somebody in the higher rounds, I'm putting my money on Phillip Rivers as one of the higher quarterbacks to go. Take that. Take Baker if you if you want to get some better running backs, some better wide receivers at the you know beginning of the draft. Go after Baker. You probably will. You will not be disappointed this year. I Take think Philip Rivers, and you won't be disappointed. He's a god. I love him so much. I love you, Phil. Philly, Philly, Philly. Cry me a river, baby. Oh man, I'm always crying because of that team. But anyway, um, moving forward, um, I think I, th- this is what's going to happen. Because Brady, we were talking about our fantasy teams today. Kind of what's going to go on um, where. What we're doing in our league. So our league is now 16 people. Um, and we're doing – so the way we did the draft, I don't know how you guys do these drafts, those listening. Um, but, so we're doing a keeper league. It's everybody from the 10th round on and those that didn't get drafted that were on your roster at season's end. So you couldn't have, like, traded somebody and been like, oh, that was the guy I drafted 10th round. I yeah. get to keep him. Like, nope, he's on oh, someone else's roster. I get to pick Julio. I keep him because I traded for him. No, it's not no, how, it's it, works, not how it works. Like they have to, even if, if you traded for somebody, no, sorry. Like if I traded for, if I didn't have Baker and I traded for Baker, I will not be able to keep him because I didn't draft him or pick him up off waivers. So that's the thing that happens that way. So it's a little bit weird the way we're doing it. Um, we're adding two more teams to our league this year. And the way the keeper league's going to work is like I explained. And then on top of it, what we're going to be doing is based on where you finished the season before is what you are going to get for a pick. So the guys that are entering the league are going to be picking in the middle of the draft, but towards the end of the middle of the draft. If that makes any sense. So they're going to be, so they're going to be picking probably like 11th, 12th, 13th, like the new guys. Um, and then it's whoever takes over those old teams, they basically get the draft position of that team and they have to pick a keeper from that roster. Um, so that's how we're doing it. But, we were talking about this, and I did not have a great season last year towards the end. I had Delaney Walker out for the year, AJ Green out for the year, Jimmy nice. Garoppolo out for the year. I had I had someone else go out for the year that was a solid piece. I know I had I'm pretty sure I had Zeke. Did I have Zeke? No, no, no. I had I had Saquon. I had Saquon. I had Saquon was one of my top picks, but I had a good team rolling through that. They just couldn't stay healthy. And then I had that – what's that guy? The the Seattle Seahawks tight end, the rookie from last year. He, he like, was blowing up after, like, four games. Yeah. He went out for the year. Yeah. So, like, every single player I had just was getting injured, injured, injured. So, I had, like, a rough season. I'm pretty happy where I finished because I'm actually picking, I believe, fifth or sixth. So, I didn't come in last, but I managed to, like – salvage that season but now i feel like i feel like with the addition of all the new guys i feel like now we have to randomize no 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 i don't think we should i well, mean that's the, we'll talk about I mean, that we're, added, we're adding like four or five guys so it's like no we're we're adding two we're just replacing yeah i know we're replacing but then it's also to the fact where it's like oh well, i mean yeah they have the same roster i guess yeah so it doesn't really matter but back to back, like my point thing is i think i got a good freaking team moving into next year I got the fifth overall pick. I have Baker already as my quarterback because he's my keeper. So I don't even have to draft the quarterback early. I can tool up in the first two rounds, and I can grab a running back, a wide out, something like that. You know, I could take a chance, maybe get Saquon again if he's there. Even if I don't get Saquon, I can get Zeke. I can get somebody like that. So if it's Saquon like, Barkley or Christian McCaffrey aren't the one and two, then I'm not sure what people are really feeling this year. Like, that's my – Personal. I'm thought. gonna go after Nikhil Harry late in the draft. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna, he's Nikhil Harry is definitely gonna be a target like later on in the draft. But I just feel like if your top two doesn't consist of Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, I'm not sure. What I you're think thinking. Zeke should go third too. I don't I think it has to go. It's gonna go three running backs this year. You think? I think. And and one thing I've always wanted to do now get I send me messages and tell me I'm an idiot on this, but guys, I love. Love doing defensive players and offensive not players. Doing defensive we're players. not doing defensive. We're not. No, I'm saying we're not doing it in our league. I'm just really saying so. I love doing it 
for the sole fact that, like, if anybody wants to fucking do a league with me and, like, do a huge-ass league and just do defensive players and offensive players, I'm so down because the reason I like dollars pot, bringing all the money, let yeah, everybody like, know. Straight up, because, like, I enjoy having, like, a league, right, where it's like you need to know football. So, like, mm-hmm. when you have defensive players, you need to know what you're doing. And, like, we can't do it with our league because, like, nobody really, really knows football. Like, everybody knows football, but nobody, like, really watches it, watches the metrics, like, sees who's, like, good fit in the scheme. Like, mm-hmm. all of these things of where did this player sign? Who are they yeah. playing? How many times a year? It's, like, nobody looks into that. They play yeah. that. It's, like, the case of Jamie Collins. It's, like, they looked at his efficiency when he was with the Patriots because they used to move him around everywhere. Yeah. They used to do whatever. He's one of the most efficient defensive players in the league. He went to the Browns. And just literally played like one side. He usually he just played the end, and he wasn't efficient. Right. He wasn't as efficient as he was. And that's sort of that's and, why I like doing it though, because like me and you would know those things, and I'll create that roster, and I'll draft a cornerback, a safety, yeah, exactly. a linebacker, and you get points for them. And the reason I like it is because if you have someone like a Von Miller or somebody that's on like a really shitty defense, but he's a nasty player. What do you mean? No, I'm not. Defense. I'm not. You yeah, know what I mean? You talk about Von Miller no, and say Von shitty Mi- defense in the same sentence. All right, listen. You crack. I'm saying players that are on shitty defenses that if they went to another team, they could do so much more. It's the Cardinals. Exactly. Patrick Peterson. Patrick yeah. Peterson. Like, you can <laughs> you, nobody ever in their right mind is going to pick the Cardinals defense, but you can pick Patrick Peterson and get points for him because he's a solid player. Like, back when the Ravens, like, towards the end of, like, the Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, like, you could pick Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and, like, screw everybody else. Maybe Terrell Suggs, but, like, everybody else was like, all right, whatever. Hey, T. Like, T. Suggs playing for the Redbirds now, so. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> that's why I like it. Like, you could get, like, because then if you do that, it changes it. Because now, like, Aaron Donald's probably going to be a top yeah, five pick. Exactly, that changed like, that. That changed your whole entire. But it changes I don't think it would change your whole league that much because I feel like even though. Aaron Donald is a top defensive player. Well, you, you the still got to see the stats change cuz like so for example, a touchdown for a running back like would have to drop less than that. It would have to be No, it would be the defensive players would get more money. I mean, more money, more, more shit. points for more, what they do like more, so it evens out. Yeah, so like it would be the, the same as that. So you'd be like, "Ooh, Aaron Donald like cuz then you could balance your team. You could have a really stacked offense, but if you don't have a good defense, you're not going to get points you're for your defense. You're not going to get points for the defense exactly. So it's like you need I to like doing it cuz it feels like you're controlling a whole team. Yeah. That's that's kind of why I like it. I like those like I like those kind of leagues. I like the dynasty league idea. That's so cool to me like where like you're just like take this team you draft it one year, and that's what you have forever. Play with it, and then yeah. when rookies come in the league, you draft, draft rookies. rookies, and it's like that's sick to me. That's like fun because then like you could just feel like a GM, and like some people will literally be like, just draft the whole roster of yeah, whatever, of whatever and, like, team they want because they know what they know one about one team. But the whole idea with the dynasty just really opens up so much possibility, especially for like trade and everything like that. It's yeah. Like, You'll look at it and say, it's oh, like I know this person. Like an actual GM. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, well, this person's kind of getting older, and I know this person's a fan of this team. Maybe I'll I'll slide in. It's like Brady loves Phillip Rivers. Maybe I'll just give it to him. And I'll that's, probably take it. That's exactly Trade like. Trade me Phillip Rivers. That's why I happy. like doing the Dynasty Leagues. I like doing that. So, I mean, it's just a mix. We're doing it this year. 16 people. But, I mean, I think next episode we're going to definitely talk about because um, when it gets closer, probably not about fantasy football. Today was more of just kind of like a housekeeping, like yeah. getting started. Like this is what our podcast is going to be about. I think as we get more comfortable with this and like doing this kind of setting, mm-hmm. you'll see us really come out and really say some things. So exactly. um, I really have no idea how we're going to allow you guys to call in and ask these questions, but um, we're going to come up with, you know, by the next episode, we're gonna have a Twitter for this thing. Where we're gonna, we're gonna, we, you know what? We might do video version yeah, of this exactly. while we're yeah, talking. We, we could definitely figure out a way to do that. It shouldn't we be could, too difficult. We we're gonna have all the stops. This is this might sound great now. Wait till you hear the next one. It's gonna sound it even, better, even better, look better, look better you know? and like it's gonna have so much more value. This is just we want to get the first one done, get our voice out there so you know it, and then do that. Um. So you yeah, know, so. now now that I now that I feel like our show is slowly coming to an end, I wanted to uh, bring in 
some segments. The segments to end. The segments to end. Segments to end. Something we put a little bit of thought into. We were we were thinking a little bit before into this, um, but now it's just you know, since since we're a bunch of dads, you know, we just need to have dad talks. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, the birds like, and the bees. You like, always have the birds and the bees. You know, this is this is what we want to do. We want to sit down with you and say, hey guys. This is what's going to have to happen for you to better your life. So, exactly, you know. What I, do you have for advice? You know, definitely, definitely my, I, I definitely think that my, you know, my biggest dad thing is shoot for the stars, son. You can be anything you put your mind to because, you know, you work hard and you get what you need. There it is. I'm not mad. Just I'm just disappointed. I think that's might how we have to end the show every time. I'm not mad, just disappointed. Exactly, because we'll have nobody but, listen to us forever. You know what? Okay. <laughs> With every good dad, there is a plethora of dad jokes. I'm going to start one off, right? It's kind of fitting. Because um, I don't trust stairs. I really don't. You want to know the reason why I don't trust stairs, Brady? They're always up to something. Oh boy, I think I, I think I have a good I have a good one for you, right there. So, hey man, um, why did the Invisible Man turn down a job offer? I have no idea. Couldn't see himself doing it. Oh God, people are already tuning out. We're losing yeah, people we're left losing and right. People. Thank you, little Timmy and little Jimmy that we paid to watch it. I mean, um, that watch this of their own free will and accord. Such a loser, dude. <laughs> We have no friends. <laughs> That's why we're doing this by ourselves, guys. You know, if you guys could just listen to us and just give us a time of day, that would probably be the coolest thing ever. But, but, you know, other than that, thanks for tuning in. If you really felt like it, we really appreciate it. We're like we said, we're gonna get better and better at this as it goes on. We're gonna have we're gonna have a schedule. We're gonna have video versions, Big better moves. better audio, Big moves coming, baby. Probably some some merch coming out oh. in a couple of months. Oh. Some great things, some actual topics, and we're going to have some guests. We're going to have some people with civic knowledge, and then we're going to have legit scheduled show, so we're not going to be bouncing all over the place and everything like that. So You guys are going to love us. You'll love us until you hate us, but you'll never hate us because you love us. And you hate us because you ain't us. Yeah, man. <laughs> I guess that's the way to end it. Way to fucking kill the show, Cam. Oh, my God. That's how to end it. Well, all right. I guess that's it. We're done. We will be seeing you guys next episode. I have no idea when it's going to post, but tune in wherever you're listening to this right now. Hit that follow button. Subscribe to this podcast, right? You can find us on Anchor at 40 Yard Dads, and you can find us there. Awkward pause. Damn, you thought the show ended, didn't you? Probably not. Okay. You can find us there. All right? Go follow us. I just like making an awkward. I mean, everybody needs an awkward dad, so... Find us there, follow us, subscribe to us wherever you're at, um, and then we'll hopefully announce you know, social media and everything like that later on. Is the pool safe for diving? It depends if it ends.